Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite, or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And And we're we're Identical identical twins. Twins. And we are back. We are back. It's Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. We're diving into a new hymn today, and we haven't done this in a while, Kelly. I know, I know. So this is episode 84, Kelly. Yep. And 83, you know, was recorded live at our church. Right, and it was a special episode. It wasn't us in our recording studio. No. Yep. And then episode 82 was our Father's Day bonus episode. Right, like a re-release. Yes, and it wasn't like a traditional, you know, podcast that we recorded. Mm-hmm. And so the last time we did this was like the end of May. Wow. To get ready for the Trinity Sunday hymn that we did, I Bind Unto Myself Today. Which was called, <laughs> I'm, I'm binding <laughs> to the Lord and to myself, myself. today <laughs> and forever. <laughs> Kelly. But what have we been doing this whole time? Carrie and her family were on a huge road trip. How many days were you gone total? Um, I think it was 10, nine days. Nine days total. Oh my gosh, it felt like way longer it than felt nine. Like way, longer. way longer. And I missed you. That was a long day for us to be apart. And hopefully our listeners followed your adventures. Yeah, I did put a lot of it on social media. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a way to kind of keep in touch with like the family too. Right, like right. you guys saw where I was. I mm-hmm. wasn't going to send you pictures in a text and then put them on Instagram. You know, right, like I right. sort of just use that to keep people updated. Yeah. I mean, it was a really great trip. It was a long time to be like, on the road though, like new hotel, yeah. new city, lots of driving. Yeah. And then you might have seen from our Instagram stories that it was the end of my time working at our I church. Know. Right. So we had the big concert, the big party for that to go on and it was awesome. Awesome. It was really fun. So good. And then I was performing in a show. I played a nun. If you saw some pictures of me yeah. dressed up as a nun, that was for a show called Nonsense. And then we went to a new church. And so we were putting that on Instagram in the new church and we did hashtag church search. So if you search the hashtag church search, yeah. you might see some of the churches that Kelly and her family are visiting this mm-hmm, summer. Exactly. And of course, I'm staying put at our <laughs> church in Reading. She is. People ask us that all the time. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. And when people ask me where I'm going, I, you know, I'm literally just eliminating a job from my already busy schedule. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I hope to put in some more work for him talk to and talk. Yeah. She's going to. Get with the program. I am. I'm going to look at the podcast plan. <laughs> and But honestly, we would love to do some more speaking engagements. That yeah. is a big goal of ours. So if you think that you have an event at your church, whether mm-hmm. it's a special event, a special women's conference, or some sort of um, worship night, or even a Sunday morning to fill the pulpit, we are available. Yeah. I, think I mean, I suppose great. they have to be in driving distance. Yeah. Well, we're driving all over. We're going back to Ohio. Yes. In August to, you know, soon to drive my son to school again. You know, right. it's just a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. And it's a lot of flying, too, because I have another son who goes to school in Arizona. Right. So what's your summer like? Is everybody traveling, driving and flying? <laughs> driving, flying, and now recording. <laughs> driving, flying, recording. And when you are driving and flying, oh yes, we have an awesome podcast for yes. you to listen to. Yes. So today's hymn will hopefully make people smile. Yes. It is a great one. And it's actually been on our list for a while as a request. Yeah. Well, we collaborated with a musician from Michigan. His mm. name is Joe Renshaw. Mm-hmm. And he's great. We're going to talk about him quite a bit this episode. He actually helped us out on... The episode that we did before, Make Me a Blessing. Ooh. That was episode 42. And we had this request for Make Me a Blessing come in from a friend of ours. Mm. We wanted it to be sweet. We wanted it to be special. We really wanted a male tenor to sing it Mm. um, because the hymn writers were male and tenors and we think they loved to hear themselves sing. (laughs) Absolutely. So we reached out to Joe back then and we've sort of just been waiting for the next time to Mm. work together. So he has a CD out. It's called From Care He Sets Me Free, Songs from the Heart. You can order the CD from his website. 
And you can even listen to him on different uh, music listening apps. But he is a great tenor and he yeah. does victory in Jesus. I know. So we're going to show him on this episode and on all our social media, we'll have his information. So if you want more um, info, you can look there. Yeah. And, I, you know, I asked him, like, how do you pick a song like Victory in Jesus? You have a CD, you want 12 songs or whatever. How do you pick the ones you want on it? And he has great hymns on his CD. Awesome. And he just said... How do you not pick victory in Jesus? Oh. It's 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 a great solid old gospel song mm-hmm. that ev- he says everybody likes. So he actually called this uh, Kelly. I thought this was so funny. He said that victory in Jesus is the Christian's version of "We Will Rock You." Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> is that great? Because he thinks it gets us going. Yeah, it's a he. This is an exact quote. Attention, please. (laughs) He says it's a good fire me up song. That's so awesome. Well, we have a ton of research about this hymn. And I think that everything we learned just makes us like the hymn even more. So if it's a firing up song or we will rock you song, it's Mm -hmm. going to be that even more. So, of course, we haven't really announced and proclaimed the hymn. Let's make a big announcement. This uh, comes right from Joe Renshaw in Michigan. He says it's a good fire me up song. It's one of his grandfather's favorite hymns Mm -hmm. of all time. Nice. It is... Victory in Jesus. Jesus. Woohoo! Super happy to be doing this one because this is one that we grew up singing. Yes, it was also popular when we were doing the hymn sings during COVID. Yes, people wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's not a song that we do often in worship, no. although it was just sung a couple we weeks just ago sing it in worship. But it's not sung often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. It's old. It's nostalgic. Yeah. I think that people really do like it. So before we even jump into it, okay. I just want to say that it was almost kind of hard to do some research for this because when you looked up victory in Jesus, there were three options of hymns. One that was in 82 hymnals. Okay. So not very many. One would think that wasn't that popular. One that was in 13 hymnals, so even less popular. And one that was in three hymnals. Three with the exact same title. Right. Neither of them are all that popular. If I had to put a guess, I would have said the victory in Jesus that we're looking up was in hundreds of hymns, if not hymnals, if not thousands. Yeah. 82 really surprises me. Yeah. That I almost want to like argue that. (laughs) Fact check. Yeah. That does not seem right. I don't, I don't really get it, but let's look at some of the victory in Jesus rejects. That's what we're calling them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so this is the Victory in Jesus um, that is only in three hymnals. It was written by Avis B. Christensen, a woman who attended Moody Church in Chicago. And she actually wrote thousands of hymns. Carrie, how come mm. we don't know this woman, well, Avis? Well, we're going to have her. Yeah, yeah, true. And she was described as a modest and retiring woman. Retiring? Yeah, what does that mean? Does it mean she likes to sleep? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> she likes to relax. Is it relaxing? Now, this victory in Jesus <laughs> has the same, like, fun kind of vibe to it. Yeah, but it's much more labored. I mean, there's so many yeah. more, like, chord changes and, you know, accidentals. I mean, I would say that this is an ambitious victory in Jesus. This is ambitious. I mean, here's a musical nerd moment. Eminem, <laughs> always fun. There's a meter change in the middle of the song. Right. The verses are in 4-4 right. and the chorus is in 6-8. We do see this. James McGranahan loves to do this. We've talked about him before. Mm -hmm. We do see this in hymns, but it's not that common. No. So we have a time signature change. We also have these kind of unexpected harmonies. Right. And the men would really have the melody while the soprano and altos were kind of singing back up. Well, it actually switches a little bit. Okay, we're going to let you listen to it. Okay. So I, Kelly, am going to sing like what's written as the soprano part or the melody part. And I'm going to sing what the men are singing, but for a lot of it, the men are singing this melody. And we're not even doing the whole thing. Let's just do the refrain. The refrain is the kind of fun part. It's in 6-8, and of course it has our title. Victory Victory in Jesus. Jesus. All right, this ambitious victory in Jesus. (laughs) Let's show them. 
Victory in Jesus, there is victory in Him alone. Forward to the battle, never fearing. Christ has gone before the way is gone before the way is clearing. Or the din of strife, I hear the voice. I'm with you. Take his word, I will deliver. Take his word, I will deliver. Trust and do not fear the battles roar. Fear the battles roar. Go forth to victory and rejoice with me forevermore. (laughs) What do you think? I like it. I mean, I cannot imagine a congregation singing this. And our listeners should know that that took us a long time. <laughs> Way longer than it should To learn have. a song that's not even the song we're doing for this episode. Well, I mean, it wasn't just about learning the song. It was about figuring out which part we will do. I right. mean, if we had SATB, we could show you really the way it's going to sound, but we just tried to make do. I mean, that was fun. We should put a quartet together, but actually there are moments where it's in five parts. Yeah, th- this you called this an ambitious victory to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You weren't lying. Victory mm-hmm. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's in three hymnals, and that's probably why. Although you go Avis Christensen, the female hymn writer that we haven't heard of yet. I really want Joe Renshaw. So Joe is singing solo. He has a lot of upcoming engagements, but he loves singing like in a quartet. Yes. A gospel quartet. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of his gospel quartets should sing this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send it to him. All right. Next victory in Jesus, you guys, was written by... Eliza Edmonds Hewitt. Oh, so good to see her on the podcast again. I know. We talked about her on episode 63, More About about Jesus. Jesus. And I just think it's so interesting that two victories in Jesus's so far, so far, have been written by women. Yeah. All right. You want to hear this one? Okay. Are we doing just the refrain again? So let's do the verse and the refrain for this one. Really? Yeah. Eliza Edmonds Hewitt, Victory in Jesus. First one. Okay. Here we go. Mm Soldiers of King Jesus, raise the shout again. Victory in Jesus, victory. Marching to the music of the glad refrain. Victory in Jesus evermore. Victory, victory, victory in Jesus. Sing his overcoming blood. Sing the grace that frees us. Ring it out more boldly. Song of faith and cheer. Till the whole wide world shall hear. One more time. Yep. Soldiers of King Jesus, raise the shout again. Victory in Jesus, victory. Marching to the music of the glad refrain. Victory in Jesus evermore. Victory, victory, victory in Jesus. Sing his overcoming blood. Sing the grace that frees us. Ring it out more boldly. Song of faith and cheer. Till the whole wide world shall hear. I mean, that's really cute. We did have applause. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I'm glad someone's clapping. <laughs> okay, I hope you guys liked it because we loved it. I mean, those are two victories in Jesus's. So, Cal, I mean, really driving the point of victory home. I mean, if you had to count how many times you sing victory, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's definitely fun to sing. It almost has this like theatrical feel. Yeah. Like a Gilbert and Sullivan. I know. I know. I hear that. But I also hear this like March-like quality. Yes. Which you know, is us just going into battle. Right. You know, and so now we're brought to our current victory, victory in, in Jesus. Jesus. Right. Now, you have to note that this victory in Jesus came third. Right. So it's like our hymn writer for this gospel song, the one that Joe Renshaw suggested. Right. Heard the other two victory in Jesus's. Right. And felt like maybe we needed one more. <laughs> 
So we've just sang the other two, Kelly. We have to sing the one for today. And you know what, Kelly? I think people are going to sing along. Oh, I hope so. I mean, you, people who are listening, are friends and family of Him Talk, mm-hmm. Twin Talk. You are finally going to hear the victory in Jesus that you know. <laughs> now, this is victory in Jesus. And if we were doing, if we were going to put our school teacher hat on, yeah. we might say, oh, compare and contrast the three victories in <laughs> Jesus's. Because there are some striking similarities. Yeah. They all are fun. They all have some cool harmonies. They all have a verse and a refrain. Yep. You know, that, that wasn't even that common. Well, that's your traditional gospel song. That's mm-hmm. when we want the people in the tent meetings to be singing with confidence, you know, an easy song that's fun to pick up. Mm-hmm. A, a fun song that's easy to pick up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, we can get really technical here. How about another musical nerd moment? <laughs> M&M's, always fun. Every time we sang the word victory, they had that like dotted eighth rhythm, victory, which I thought was really fun and something. It's so funny to see the things that are consistent among the three hymns. Victory. Victory. All right, let's sing it for our people. Okay. I heard an old, old story, how a savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. So much fun to sing, Cal. I know. I mean, and that is something all three hymns have in common. They all are fun. Can we just put a poll up on Instagram? <laughs> you know, here are our three victory in Jesus's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which every time I say that, I laugh a little it's bit. It's a weird title to, plur- to make plural. Right. Which ones do you know? So, I mean, obviously we're comparing and contrasting these three <laughs> hymns, but the hugest similarity is Victory. victory. These hymn writers, these poets, they wanted to write about the victory we have in Jesus. And as they're talking about victory, there are themes that are in all three hymns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They all talk about Jesus's blood. Mm -hmm. And many of them actually say the word overcome. And in the Greek, this is what I learned, the Greek word for victory is nike. It's actually N-I-K-E. What's that? (laughs) What's that? It's N-I-K-E, and I have to think that the people over at Nike purposely picked that word. Of course. Nike for victory. Right. Of course. But it's pronounced Nike. So, Kelly, that's so funny because, I mean, it is the sneaker. It is. And that can't be a coincidence. An athletic shoe company calls themselves victory in Greek. Of course. And, you know, there's that new movie coming out about... The Air, The right, Air Sneaker, right. right? Viola Davis is in it. Oh, Ben Affleck. I want to see it. It looks like it's going to be good. And so it'd be so cool to see if they talk about the origins of the name, the origins of the company. It's not really about the company. I know. It, but maybe. It's not about the beginning of the company. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be so cool. So this word Nike yeah. is victory. Okay. And our hymn writers took that theme of victory mm-hmm. and made it be about Jesus and made it be about Jesus's blood and mm-hmm. overcoming death and his work on the cross. So I just thought we would look right into the Bible and see what we hear about victory. See what we hear about Nike. What does the Bible <laughs> say? Well, Kel, in the New Testament, we see the word Nike, victory, many times. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Mm. Our faith in Christ. is Because we have our faith in Christ, we have victory. victory. Yeah. And we I know we quoted that verse when we did Faith is the Victory, which was episode 52. Yeah, such a great hymn, too. Such a great hymn Mm -hmm. and such a great Bible verse. Like, we have faith. And we have victory. We are already promised that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the Gospel of John, these are Jesus's words. And 
he says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, mm. but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And that's that word, overcome, have victory over. Mm. Christ is the great victor. He is the great overcomer. Mm -hmm. And our victory is because he was victorious. And I love that it's Jesus says, like, you're going to have suffering. Right. And we're going to learn about our hymn writer who right. had suffering. Right. We will have suffering in this world, but be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. How about one more scripture, Carrie? I mean, I think probably the most well-known verse uh -huh. in the Bible with the word victory, with the word Nike, is when we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Death is swallowed up in, in victory. victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? victory. I mean, death is swallowed up in victory. Right. Well, Jesus gave us the ultimate example mm -hmm. of how he will overcome Mm -hmm. death, how we will overcome death and how we can claim that victory. Yeah. And so that was in first Corinthians and Paul goes on the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, the victory through, through our, our Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. And then his words to us. And I, I hope they're words for our listeners. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So can we just say that these Bible verses, the, all of the times we see Nike in the New Testament, mm -hmm. these these words are the hymnspiration yeah. to this song. Yeah. And now, of course, the hymn writer does have some personal stories. Of course, but honestly, you could pick any word to talk about your own personal struggles. I mean, our hymn writer today, plus the other two, right. they chose the word victory. But I think they chose the word victory mm -hmm. because of these powerful, powerful scripture verses. So let's get, let's get right into it now. Okay. 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 We've been talking about Avis and Eliza. <laughs> These two awesome female hymn writers, I which I hope we get to talk to, about on the show mm -hmm, later. Mm -hmm. But now we're talking about Eugene Monroe Bartlett. <laughs> Eugene Monroe Bartlett was born December 24th, Christmas oh. Eve, 1883 in Waynesville, Missouri. Now, eventually his family relocated to Arkansas, Sebastian County, Arkansas, and all that he did was in the state of Arkansas. He received training as a music teacher, and he actually was trained to be a leader in developing Southern gospel music. I would say that Southern gospel music wouldn't even exist, really, without him and some of the work that he did. I mean, alongside Ira Sankey, too, which he eventually right. worked with. Um, he attended the Hall Moody Institute in Tennessee, and he graduated from William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. And, you know, after school, after, after he was done with his studies, he traveled throughout the southern states. Mm -hmm. And he's just setting up singing schools. He's training aspiring musicians. Mm -hmm. He's training them in vocal technique, sight reading, conducting. I mean, he really becomes almost like a professor. Right. But like on the road. Right, on the road. And we do see that happening, especially in the southern states. Right, but when we see it, Kelly, we don't always see the education, right. the, the pedigree behind it. Right. Like right. he he could have been teaching at a college and mm -hmm. just giving lectures, mm -hmm. but he's traveling from town to town, church to church. I mean, he not only has the musical ability, which is clear, yeah. but he has kind of a business sense. Yeah. He starts working for a music company owned by these two gentlemen, David, Moore and William Ramsey, but then he eventually convinces David Moore to leave that one. He brings in another friend, John McClung, and he he gets them to partner with him to form Hartford Music Company. And this is so interesting because, I mean, we see musicians do this. You know, maybe you work for a, a music school where you give lessons, mm -hmm. and then maybe you work for a company and you direct their theater, and then mm -hmm. eventually you want to just... Start your own. Yeah. Just I mean, go Kelly, off on your own. You and I did this. And we did it. I we know. did it. We were working and kind of freelancing out as directors and music directors mm -hmm. for children's theater. And after a few years of doing that, we said, let's just do it ourselves. Let's just do it on our yeah. own. So they created Hartford Music Company. So this is Hartford, Arkansas. And, and they're publishing music, which he's writing a lot of it. And then in 1921, he creates the Hartford Music 
Institute. So it's the company that publishes the music, which turns into the school. Mm-hmm. And it's a shape note school. Shape note singing. What's there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this might sound familiar to our listeners. It was on episode 77, uh-huh. What Wondrous Love Is This? And episode 20, so going pretty far back on how firm a foundation. Well, I really remember talking about it recently with What Wondrous Love Is right. This? I mean, we looked at the music. Mm-hmm. We tried to sing. Mm-hmm. I even found shape note singing examples on Instagram. Right. I find it incredibly confusing. I mean, we sing with Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. Yeah. Yeah. But they say fa for any time you sing the note fa, do, re, mi, fa, it's a triangle. <laughs> like, why can't it just be fa? Yeah. yeah. And anytime it's so is a circle. If anytime it's la is a rectangle. And anytime it's diamond, it's a me. And it's four notes. And they pretty much think like every song can be sung with these four notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it sounds really confusing to me. Mm-hmm. But it was meant to be an easier way right. for people to learn to sing. So we're not talking about maybe the colleges doing it, but we're talking about going to schools, mm-hmm. going to churches, getting everybody to be able to feel comfortable singing out of a hymnal. Mm. So they learned this shape note style. And this was really important to our hymn writer, Eugene Monroe Bartlett. Okay, okay. Very important to him. He had a mission for his institute, the Hartford, Hartford Music yeah. Institute, and a mission for the publishing company. He wanted to publish publish hymns, and teach singers to sight read. Right. He wanted them to do both. And so he hired instructors, so it wasn't just him, this grew to teach voice, piano, piano tuning, rudiments, which I think is just like a theory, Yeah. harmony, and stringed instruments. And this school attracted so many artists. Within the first year of business, he sold more than 15,000 copies of his hymnal, which he wrote many of the songs himself. Now... You would think that he wrote this hymnal that had sold 15,000 copies, right. that we would know this man more. I know. But we don't. We know that he's written over 800 hymns, and you know how it is. It's probably even more than that. Of course. Right. And we don't know any. I was able to find a hymn that he wrote that none of us know <laughs> called Christ Leads Me On. This hymnal that we found online actually has it printed with the shape notes. I mean, it's on our musical staff, so I can still see that it's a G, an A, a B, but it's printed with the the shapes. Is that crazy? I, I kind of just ignore the shapes. I know. I mean, we luckily, we don't need to pay attention to the sh- shapes because- But they are there. They are there. And it is kind of weird. To me, it looks like there's like a smudge on the manuscript mm-hmm. paper, like we need to fix it. Right. If you see a note, and the note head is a diamond. It just looks like it's a, you know, kind of flattened circle. Yeah, and the triangle just looks weird to me. All right, do you want to sing this? All right, let's try. me on. Okay, yeah. so this is literally only one of a few hymns that we could find by this guy. Right. Even though he did amazing work. Okay, this is Christ, Christ Leads Me On. Christ leads me on to higher ground. He shows the way to me. Since I in him salvation found, I know he leadeth me. He leads me on, I trust in him. His guiding hand I see. His spirit walks with me each day. I know he leadeth me. The thing that's interesting is that when it says who wrote this hymn, it says Stamps. Virgil O. Stamps wrote the music. Okay. And Bartlett. So it lists their last name, Stamps and Bartlett, comma, owners. <laughs> I feel like they're saying, okay, these are the people who owned the company. So, right. of course, we're printing their hymn, but it's right. probably not that good. And you probably won't ever see it again. But since they own the company, we're playing yeah. it. Owners. <laughs> printing it. Printing it. Yeah. So he did the words. Mm-hmm. So he's a poet. I mean, he writes words, he writes music. And for this Victory in Jesus, he did both. He did both. He did Yeah, for our, for today. Yeah, for yeah. today's Victory in Jesus, he didn't collaborate with anyone. So, I mean, the thing is, is that this guy was so great. He did a million things, mm-hmm. you know, but his legacy is vic- this one hymn, Victory yeah. in Jesus. But no, there's more. Probably <laughs> one of the 
biggest things that he did was mentor the famous Alfred, Alfred E. Brumley. Brumley. So you're probably wondering who he is. So are we. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert Brumley, I mean, he may not be a household name, but I'm sure you have heard of some of his songs. So he wrote the awesome song, I'll Fly Away. He did another one called I'll Meet You in the Morning. If We Never Meet Again. Turn your radio on. And so we wanted to look up this guy. Who is he yeah. and why is why was he so popular and influential? Because, you know, we certainly don't know him. No, but I mean, we have heard of his songs. So Albert Edward Brumley. Now, between the years 1926 and 1931, he's connected with this Hartford Music Company mm -hmm. in Hartford, mm -hmm. Arkansas yes. with our guy, Eugene. Right. Kelly, he studied there. He lived there. He mm -hmm. worked there. And he has a direct quote. Ooh. <laughs> Attention, please. He actually called Bartlett the chief mentor and inspiration behind his music. Wow. Now, Albert grew up in a musical family. His dad was a fiddler. His mom was a singer. Um, but they were farmers. They didn't have a lot of money or resources. Well, Albert wants to be a musician. Mm -hmm. He goes to the Hartford Institute hoping to enroll, even though he had no money. And Bartlett saw something in him. And he graciously took him under his wing, letting him stay in his home. Kelly, he became really the finest writer, the most famous writer that ever worked for Hartford Music Company. And I think this is amazing. After Bartlett retired and was done, this guy Brumley took over, bought the company, and mm -hmm. it was his music company. And guess what? It still exists today. Wow. Today, it is the Albert E. Brumley and Sons slash Hartford <laughs> Music Company. So he bought it. And then renamed know, it. He wanted his name bit. on it. Albert E. Brumley and Sons slash Hartford Music Company. And to this day, it exists. And Albert Brumley's son, Robert, runs it. So he's like still there running it right now? Yes. Yes. Can we call him? <laughs> Hi, Robert. And this is a direct quote. <laughs> <clears throat> Attention, please. With the exception of his protege, Albert E. Brumley, no other Arkansas figure contributed more to the development of the Southern gospel music genre than singer, songwriter, and publisher, Eugene, Eugene Monroe, Monroe Bartlett, Bartlett Sr. So those are huge words for a guy who we only know won him know. and we've never even had on the podcast before. Well, Kelly, his contribution to the world of gospel music is noticed and recognized by many people. Mm -hmm. So he was inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame in Nashville in 1973. Wow. So, you know, it's not just us who say, <laughs> well, you know, that he did amazing things right, for gospel right. music. I mean, it was recognized back then in 1973. And Bartlett is considered a founding father of wow. Southern gospel music. See? Yeah. Hashtag him legend. For sure. Or gospel song legend. Or founding father. <laughs> if we do founding father, that, that would really confuse people. people. <laughs> All right. So his son, Kelly, is Gene Bartlett Jr. Mm. So it's, you know, Eugene, Eugene Bartlett. His son. Eugene's his son. Senior and junior. Yeah. He was the a minister of music at different Baptist churches. And he wrote hymns. He wrote gospel songs just like his dad. Mm -hmm. And really one of his probably most famous ones yeah. is... Set, Set my soul afire. afire. We've sung this at our church. We have. Now, you might not know a lot about copyright law, but hymns are protected by copyright law for, for a few years, and then all of a sudden they're in the public domain and mm -hmm. anyone can use them. But his son was so young, he died in 1988. Wow. His hymn is still protected under copyright law. We couldn't find it. It wasn't just like online. You would have to buy it. Or it would be in our hymnal. We do have it in our church's hymnal, yeah, which is do. kind of neat. We so we have one hymn by the Father, mm -hmm. victory, victory in Jesus. Jesus. And we have one hymn by the Son, Set, Set My, my Soul Afire. Do you all know Set My Soul Afire? I mean, it is so great to think that Father and Son were writing music together. I don't know. Do people think that's awesome? Mm -hmm. So Set My Soul Afire, Gene Bartlett, he wrote the music and the words. And I just think his father would be thrilled, thrilled that we are singing his song on the podcast about him. Right. Do you want to try it? Yeah. Set my soul afire, Lord, for thy holy word. 
burn it deep within me. Let thy voice be heard. Millions grope in darkness in this day and hour. I will be a witness. Fill me with thy power. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. Make my life a witness of thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. Do people know that? I know it. I feel we've sung it. And in this version that we have, it says copyright 1965, which was probably the original date. Then it says renewed 1983, which might have been the hymnal publishing date. Mm -hmm. And who does it say? Albert E. Brumley and Sons. No Hartford Music Company. No Hartford, which we see that often. There's like a million, you know, slashes, another company, slashes, another company. I love, I love that this was printed and published and written, you know, well after Eugene Bartlett Sr.'s death, his son was continuing it Mm -hmm. and his protege was continuing it. Right, right. He started a whole nother generation Mm -hmm. of people, you know, writing gospel songs. And if you look up the Brumley Music Group, you will see generations of great music since 1927. That's what they say. Yeah, Yeah, that was our Eugene Bartlett. That's the guy who wrote Victory in Jesus. All right, so we learned about you know, his education, his business adventures. Yeah, huge business adventures, even a little bit with his son. Awesome. Yeah. And we're talking about this legacy that he has left, and which that brings us to one of our favorite segments on the podcast. <laughs> Woo! Let's go to the movies. It only makes sense that we're going to hear about these gospel songs and these gospel music writers in the movies mm-hmm. because they've made such an impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this movie... I can't be a coincidence. Okay. It takes place in Arkansas. It's a true story. And the only two hymns that appear in this movie are Victory in Jesus by Eugene Bartlett and I'll Fly Away by Albert E. Brumley. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They they have two Arkansas hymn writers. I I would want to know the guy who picked the music and arranged the music. I mean, was he a Christian? Did he like gospel music? That's Um, awesome. Faith plays a big part in this movie. So I would imagine that a lot of them are Christians that worked on the movie. All right. So what's the movie again? We haven't said it yet. Let's go to the movies. Our movie is called Greater. Oh, again, Carrie. I love it. All right. So... Faith plays a big part in the movie. It's called Greater. I yeah. mean, is it about God? How yeah, great God is? is? No, no. It's a it's a lot though about God and, okay. and how he works. So it's the true story of an a young man in Arkansas named Brandon Burlsworth. And you know, Carrie, at the end of the movie. I, so I watched it. This is Kelly. This is awesome. I know. This is Kelly, and I have a little bit more free time nowadays. So I'm, you know, I, like we said, I'm not working at the church, and yeah. I was at home. Carrie was on her road trip, and I was kind of missing her. And when I saw that it appeared in a movie, I said, oh, I'm going to watch it. And my husband and I watched it together. Aww. We both loved it. We both cried a little bit. What? It's a good movie. It's kind of like a Rudy knockoff. Okay. Do you know the movie, Rudy? Yeah, Rudy's the, I don't know, famous football movie, yeah. right? Well, this yeah. is a football movie okay. in Arkansas. So it's about a true young man named Brandon Burlsworth. And you know, at the end of the movie, they show like the real people and the pictures. Right. The casting was amazing because the actor who plays Brandon Burlsworth was, you know, just like the real Brian wow. Brandon. So the tagline of the movie is, it's the greatest walk-on story in Arkansas. Okay. Now, I had to look up what a walk-on I don't is. even know what a walk-on. He walked on the field? <laughs> yeah, he walked on. That's it? I mean, there has to be more than that. So Did he walk on? Like, So he doesn't get a scholarship. He wasn't recruited to play. He's at this D1 college, University of Arkansas, Razorbacks. Okay, okay, wait. I've heard of this. Okay. If you're a walk-on, 
I feel like it means they didn't draft you. Right. You didn't get a scholarship, right. but you can be on the, you're going to be on the team. You want to be, you want to play so badly. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you're probably not that good and you're probably not going to get a ton of play time, okay. which it's true. The coach says to him on the first day, if you're lucky, maybe you'll play in the last game of the season. And he walks on the field when he, when he <laughs> yes, plays. That is true. <laughs> he wa- he has that to walk true. on. He does have to walk on when he plays, finally. <laughs> All right. So he, he was a bigger kid his whole life. And he was kind of made fun of by his older brother. And he had one older brother that was like 17 years older than him. Oh, so wow. this huge age gap. And he would ask his mom, mom, am I fat? And she would say, no, you're just a, a big boy. <laughs> But the mom was really, really sweet and supportive. But he felt bad because his brother made fun of him. Yes. They called him cheesecake. Because he, he liked like to eat cheesecake. He liked to eat, just period. <laughs> um, but he worked so hard at being good at football. I mean, he sure. worked and worked and worked. In fact, the coach said, the coach of University of Arkansas said, weighed him weighed him and said, I don't even want to see you unless you're over 300 pounds. Right. And because he, he was like 200 and something. So, I mean, he just gained weight in the worst way possible. And he, oh. yeah. And so then he comes back and he had gained like a hundred pounds. And he said, you gained a hundred pounds in less than a year. And he said, yeah. And the coach said, we need to, you know, we need to fix that. It can't be just a bunch of, you know, fat. It has to be muscle and it, you have to be strong. You have to be able to. Was he strong? Was no, he a good I mean, athlete? He was, no. I mean, he oh. tried, he tried, he tried, he tried. But he had a dream to play division one at university of arkansas he wanted to be a razorback it was super super important to i him. feel like this sounds like a terrible movie please <laughs> tell me that it's good well the thing is is that there's no spoilers <laughs> here because in the very opening scene is his funeral <laughs> what i know i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry Did he they- dies he dies at after age- the walk-on I'm yeah assuming. he died after college um and after like some awesome football has played and some awesome, you know, steps in his life. I mean, there's a lot to it, but the whole movie is sort of a flashback. Okay. okay. And that opening scene, so I literally saw it within the first five minutes, is the, the singer singing at his funeral, Victory in Jesus, and then I'll Fly Away. And at the time, Carrie, I was like, oh, well, I just saw the hymns. I could literally stop the movie. I wouldn't need to even watch it. But I did want to watch it. I wanted to see what happened. It was a very good movie. I think there should be more movies like this. Like after my husband and I watched it together, I kind of wished the kids watched it. Right. One of the coaches says to him, if you want to be on this team and if you want to make something of yourself, I expect you to be the first one here at practice and the last one to leave. And he literally was that person. He right. was the first one there. He was out sit, sitting on his, you know, bottom. <laughs> what? He's like sitting against the gate at the fence, you know, where the football football field is. Right. And he's and he's waiting for people he's to there come. first. Yeah. And one of the the coach sees him and he's like, I mean, I didn't really mean for you to take that literally. No, but he meant, you know, just work really hard. Right. But no, he was there first and last. He worked really hard because he had a goal. There was just a lot that was very, very good about this movie. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend it. Now, it takes place at the University of Arkansas. So I got on Google Maps to figure this out. I know, I know. So much is it happening in Arkansas. So he lives in Harrison, Arkansas. That's where he grows up. This is the football player? Yeah. Okay. Harrison. Harrison. And then our guy and the printing company lives in Hartford. Hartford. How about this? Harrison and Hartford are three hours apart. Oh. And literally smack dab in the middle, 90 minutes one way, you know, an hour and 25 minutes, an hour and 33 minutes is the University of Arkansas where the boy went to college. Right. Right in between. And I just think that's so amazing. They had to know about the Hartford Publishing Company. They had to know about Brumley and Bartlett and they put their hymns in the movie. So. I mean, I'm intrigued by Arkansas, and I have been wanting to go to Arkansas. I know, I know. Since by his stripes we were we are healed, mm-hmm. episode thirty seven, mm-hmm. we talked about the the hot springs in Arkansas. Yep. I was like, I want to go there, Eureka Springs, and now we're talking about Harrison Hartford and the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, what city is that? Fayetteville, Arkansas. This is a him talk, twin talk. This is your captain speaking. Road trip or fly, maybe we'll fly to Arkansas. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, so we could visit. Hartford, we could visit Harrison. We could visit the university. But I would love to visit the university. And then we could visit Eureka Springs. Mm -hmm. Now, our friends in the South who listen to our podcast, hi. Hi. Um, The whole college football is is new to us. 
college football is a way of life for other areas of the country. Right. Um, and you could see that in this movie. Movie, for sure. Well, I'm so glad you gave us a movie recommendation. I know. Cal. I'm so excited. All right. So back to our hymn writer. I know. I know. I know. We got, I got so excited doing this research over what Bartlett's legacy was, like yeah. what he, what he did after he died. Right. I mean, how his work lived on. And this movie was, I believe, released in 2020. So even so far after right. he has his music appearing years. in a very good movie. And this music publishing company is still, that's his business. Yeah. And, it, you know, with his student and, you know, mentored student, mm -hmm. he it's still running. Yeah. Yeah. And his son. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that he wrote 800 hymns. We know that we don't know very many of them. Mm -hmm. But how did Victory in Jesus get written? Yeah. And why is it the only one that we know? I actually think that it's really obvious why it's the only one we know. Oh. So in 1939, our guy Bartlett suffered a stroke. Okay. He was partially paralyzed. And at the time, he was unable to perform and unable to travel. I'd like to think that if it was in this day and age, you know, some of that work right. could still be happening. But back then, that was it. His work was done. And he wrote Victory in Jesus as his only hymn after his stroke. Wow. And unfortunately, his final hymn after his stroke. So he had the stroke in 1939. He died in 1941. So he had the last two years of his life had to have been a struggle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I read that Bartlett missed traveling, missed teaching, but he could still study the Bible. And from what I could see, I feel like his faith really grew mm -hmm. then. I didn't see a lot of Bible study, you know, right. in, in his earlier career. It was kind of after the stroke. Well, it's almost like he was busy with all these projects. And then when he was forced to just maybe, you know, mm -hmm. stay home, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. turned to the word. Mm -hmm. And he was suffering for sure, but it was also at a time where our country was suffering we were on the brink of world war ii and he wanted to write this hymn a man bedridden after a stroke in the start of a world war right he writes this song victory in jesus that's amazing mm -hmm. so he originally wrote verse one and verse three there were only two verses okay so we sang verse one at the beginning mm -hmm. verse three is the one that goes I heard about a mansion. Mm -hmm. You can just imagine he's sick. He has the stroke and he's writing about what's coming. Mm -hmm. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold mm -hmm. beyond the crystal sea, mm -hmm. about the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there. The song of victory. Mm. So he writes the first verse and this we call the third verse. Right. So he writes the first verse, which is about the past. The I old, heard the old, old, old story. story. Yeah. And then he writes the second verse about the future right. in heaven. So realizing that the love of God had sustained him and brought him to where he was that day, he is quoted as saying, he felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to add another wow. verse. So now let's look at this verse, which doesn't become verse three because the final verse right. is almost always about heaven. It becomes verse two. Okay. I heard about his, his healing, healing of his saving power revealing how, how he, he made, made the lame to walk again and, and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And some sweet day I'll sing up there. The song of victory. victory. When he completed the song, he looked back over it and saw that it was a story of redeeming power from start to finish. He wanted the song to be joyous, even though it was written during the darkest period of his life. He chose to make the melody full of happiness mm -hmm. and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. After writing hundreds of hymns, most of them, honestly, probably within a few short minutes right, of, right, in his career, he is confined to a room in 1939. He's unable to communicate, and he writes victory in Jesus. Now, we know that his son, Eugene Jr., mm -hmm. took over. We know that he took over the publishing company, but also he would travel around the South, continuing his father's ministry. Yeah. He continued his work. So great. So the story continues. So okay. the father is 
home in bed, mm-hmm. you know, of course. And Eugene is doing this. He's in East Texas for revival service. And there's a well-known evangelist, you know, at the time who's speaking. Mm-hmm. And he gave a wonderful sermon. He has the time for an invitation at the end. And no one comes forward. Mm. So now Eugene Jr. has to, like, do the music. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's quiet, maybe even a little awkward. Um, but he said when he went to sing a song, he felt the Lord urging him to sing the new song, to sing the song that his father had just written, the mm-hmm. three verses. It had never been sung publicly before. And so he decided to sing it. And as he sang, many Many of those who Aww. were in attendance began to come forward Aww. to give their life to the Lord Jesus. And at the end of the service, it was over 50 men and women had Aww. accepted Christ as their Savior. Oh, I hope that I, he was able to go back and tell his tell dad his that dad. story. Yeah. He died January 25th, 1941. So again, not that long ago. And Kel, he was only 56 years old. Right. It's sad. It's sad what happened to him. Um, He is buried in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, another spring. Yeah. So we'd go and visit that as well. Well, and you know, I love a good tombstone. They actually (laughs) put, I do. They they can be very artistic. They actually put a little snippet of the hymn. You know, the staff, the G clef, the little melody. Yeah. I heard an old, old story. It's right on the tombstone. Right. Right. So, awesome. so, I mean, honestly, did we learn a lot through the course of this hymn? There was so much. So much. And I loved learning about Arkansas. Yeah, and, and we sang a lot. Yeah. We yeah. sang a lot. Was, well, now I want to hear Victory in Jesus yes. sung by our, you know, Southern gospel music expert. Yes. <laughs> All right. This is Joe, Joe Renshaw, Renshaw, Victory in Jesus. Story 
Some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. That was fun. I love the ending. Beneath the, the cleansing flood. I mean, he did a great job. Yeah. Who so, are the other voices? We have to find out. I know. I have to say that I, I don't know who they are. At first, I thought maybe it was just him, him, you know, just kind of recorded over and over again. But there's one that's super, super low. low. I, I don't know. know. Hello, which one? All right. So some of the other hymns he has yeah. on his CD. He has Victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nothing but the blood, mm. amazing grace, great is thy faithfulness, Jesus loves me. I mean, he, oh, it's a great CD. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to make sure that everybody knows how mm. to get his CD, how to find him on social media. Mm-hmm. And actually, he has some up- upcoming events. Right, right. If you're in the air, in his area, right. you could actually see him live. Totally. So the big thing that he has going on is this, this fair It's the Dearth Community Center Branch County Fair. So he has been with this fair for many years. His grandparents actually started the fair 37 years ago. And um, it runs for the whole week, August 6th. It starts. If you are near this area in Michigan, Coldwater, Michigan, you want to stop at the fair. And they have a gospel barn. And to kick off the entire week's fair, he's going to be singing with this quartet. So there is a piano player when he sings, but there are also some acapella songs. Oh, cool. He worships, his home church is the Lockwood Community Church. And that's where he, yeah, that's where he worships. He's great to talk to. And he's hoping to record another album. He's hoping to go down to Nashville and do it again. So hopefully our listeners will follow him. And and he's on Instagram. Yeah, Twitter. Yep. Facebook, YouTube, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, and he um, he sings the national anthem a lot. He's okay. like sort of invited to a hockey game okay. or whatever, you know, some big yeah. big game in the, that's taking place in his area, and he sings the national anthem quite a bit. Wow, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, Carrie, that's the end. Yeah, of victory in Jesus. I love it. Eugene Bartlett, Joe Renshaw, Albert Brumley. Yeah. So let's finish up with our hymn takes. Oh, I don't even know if I could pick a favorite because like, I don't think I would have picked the second verse as my favorite, I know, I know. but knowing that he wrote it when he was probably praying for healing, mm-hmm. you know, hoping the, you know, the lame would walk again. I right. mean, knowing how personal that must've been for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have to pick verse two Yeah, and, and really specifically he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. I, I don't know. There's something about thinking about this man confined to a bed, mm-hmm. writing about how Jesus caused mm-hmm. a lame man to walk again. Yeah. So it's his prayer for healing. But it's also this, you know, when you jump to the third verse, well, some sweet day I'll yeah. be there. You know, so it's like if it doesn't happen in this lifetime, mm-hmm. it's happening. And I mean, he died such a young age, but yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that he didn't fear death. No. He's talking about the mansion. He's talking about the streets of gold. No. And, you know, he's writing about victory. And those words are so encouraging to people today who yeah. who might fear death. Yeah. So what's I, yours? My, yeah. my take, well, I just think I was so influenced by that movie. There's no football in the song. I know. <laughs> I was so influenced by the movie and and that whole like work ethic and work yeah, hard. Yeah. I mean, the guy, I feel like he never slept. Like he was yeah. writing music. He was starting companies. He was teaching. He was singing. He was leading. He was awesome. Right. And so my hymn take is the quote from the movie. What? The first to get there in the morning and the last oh. to leave at night. That's the kind of person I want to be. You know, I tell my kids, I I say, be the hardest working person in the room. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the most talented, but be the one who works the hardest. That's what I say. I don't think they listen. No, they (laughs) definitely don't. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Just keep saying it. Yeah, keep saying it. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of our pod. Our our episode. episode. Thank you so much for listening to mm-hmm. Victory and Jesus. We hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. Yep. And please show Joe Renshaw some love on mm-hmm. social media. Oh, well. S- yeah. Show us some love on social media. <laughs> Kelly feels left out. Yeah. And engage with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we even have stuff on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yep. We also still have our Him Talk Twin Talk merchandise. Ooh. So if you go to HimTalkTwinTalk.com, you can find the things that we have for you. Mm-hmm. It's some stickers, some tote bags, even a mug. And uh, we have Sneha's Him Cards. We haven't really talked about the hymn cards much. I know, that's right. Yeah, right. People can we'll, buy those too. Yeah, we'll link them right here in our show notes. So. I mean, we really kind of want to spend the summer getting our hymn talk, twin talk name out there. So yeah. as much as you can share our stuff and yeah. talk about us and listen, um, the better for us. We would love it. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a review yes. on, on your podcasting app yeah. that helps other people find us. Yeah. So thank you for being on this hymn journey with us. Yes. And we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new hymn. Yeah, we can't wait. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Keep singing. Bye.